Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We're going to be doing some bonus podcasts, you'll be delighted to hear. George and I are both working at Wimbledon for the next two weeks. And when every day at the end of play, we'll try and do a couple of minutes and get them on your feed as quickly as possible. We had a few technical hitches today, which means we can't necessarily look properly forward to Tuesday's play. But I hope you'll enjoy a little chat that we had on our way back home. Surprise! That yawn you can hear in the background is George Belshaw of Metro.co.uk. I'm James Gray of the iNewspaper and iNews.co.uk. And the other noise you can hear in the background is the gentle ticking of George's bike. Uh, we're wheeling our way up to Southfield Station. I don't know, I'm not getting on it. Um, oh, just after, what, 11 o'clock local time. Andy Murray's finally finished. He's off home, we're off home too. Uh, George, it was heck of a dramatic night for Andy Murray, wasn't it? There was a lot of swearing in the press room. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, very guilty of swearing. I, th- I think in my uh, old uh, tennis journalist age, I'm, I'm a bit fed up with matches that I want to finish early so I can uh, get an early night. Um, yeah, but, but you have less excuse to swear because you haven't got, as the 493 bus whistles past us, you haven't got a deadline, a print deadline to hit, which is why true. everyone else is getting angry. That's true. I, I'm just fed up of waiting for these matches to finish. Well, especially when Andy Murray is five love up in the third set and somehow blows it. What on earth happened? Oh, it's crazy, really. I mean... I think Murray thought it was the first time he's ever lost a set um, being three breaks down. Quite, there's no further breaks down you can go to lose a set. So, yeah, I mean, it was, it was pretty nuts. Vasilashvili was kind of tanking that set. Uh, really didn't look asked about it. And then he kind of just got a little bit of hope, got a couple of loose points from Murray and thought, wait a minute, I can make this a little bit more tricky, keep that ball in play. Um, and Murray folded. Um, and I, I think actually the 14 minute break where centre court roof needed to come on kind of saved him really, allowed him that moment just to get off court. Have a shower, have, have a, a piss. Have a wee. Um, and regroup and the fair play, he regrouped and got the job done. But I think we all wish it could have finished an hour and a half earlier than it did. Yeah, as it was, I think it was the best part of four hours. It's the first time Andy Murray's played four sets of tennis in a long time and four hours. As he said afterwards, it's not really about how he feels now because he said he felt all right 
It's how he feels tomorrow. He mentioned the uh, Nishioka match at the US Open and how he felt fine just afterwards, but woke up the next morning and hardly walked. So really, we won't know until Wednesday when he takes on either Oscar Otter or Arthur Rinderknecht yep. uh, in the second round. battle. Yes, huge. I know a lot of you have picked them as qualifiers in fantasy. I actually went down to have a watch of them today. Um, they're, 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 they are locked at 9 all in the fifth, uh, which I'm sure Murray would be delighted to hear, even though they are both young lads, and I don't think it'll bother them too much. They were on court eight, which anyone who knows Wimbledon is one of the sort of the lowest outdoor courts. It's very busy. It's got a busy thoroughfare next to it. Um, and I stood next to Oscar Otter's coach for a while, while he definitely didn't coach in German. I mean, there's only so many words you can really say when you're courtside that aren't coaching, and he said a lot more. So, anyway, I, I think he will probably be quite pleased to play either of them. Arthur Rinderknecht serves like Ivo Karlovic. He's got that big weird grip where he sort of shows the back of the racket to the uh, receiver before he hits it. I think Oscar Otter took two sets off Zverev at the French as well, so... No, both of them can play, but they are both big servers, which I think suits, suits Murray. But that, that match, of course, will be on Wednesday. There's a lot coming up on Tuesday. Uh, Centre court, George. Roger Federer against Adrian Manorino is the sort of hot ticket. I mean, Andrew, there's no chance Manorino takes more than a set off him, is there? <laughs> I mean, it's one of these funny ones that Manorino probably would call grass his best surface, but um, he, he's never beaten Federer in six goes. But if ever there's a chance to beat Federer, this is probably about as good as it gets. And uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I, I've backed Federer like I've backed Rindenknecht, like I've backed Murray all in my fantasy team. So. <laughs> I'll be urging all of them on throughout, uh, so I've got nothing negative to say about any of them. Only <laughs> negative things to say about Riley Opelka, who lost in straight steps to uh, Coxia. Right, uh, yes. Just after I was celebrating Sinner going out, <laughs> which Opelka you have predicted. went, so yeah. here we go. Um, the, the other big match, of course, on centre court is Serena Williams. She takes on, and we had to check this, Sasnovich of the Belarus. I mean, she's not even, is she the Belarusian number three? I assume she must be, because I would struggle to name a third Belarusian player better than her. Azarenka, Sabalenka. Incidentally, while we're talking about Belarus, I watched uh, Arena Sabalenka hit 47 winners on number one court today. Yeah, and you know what, actually? I was chatting to um, one of the guys who works for WTA, and I said, she played a, a volley, quite a nice one. I said, her touch isn't bad, is it? And he goes, you know, it's the most underrated part of her game. Because we all know her as this big hitter. And yeah, she hits it bloody hard. She doesn't really under hit it. Um, but actually, when she came forward and she did a decent amount, she does play nice touch shots. So, and that bottom half of the draw is hers for the taking. She's got another. She's got Katie Bolter in the second round, who, with all the will in the world, she should beat. Yeah, particularly struggling with injury. Yeah, also, exactly. She got she, through great win today. One of uh, three Brits gets to the second round, but not 100% physically is she. No, she's managed. She says she's managing an elbow injury, um, and I think, frankly, pretty much knows her game is up. You know. Second round of Wimbledon's a pretty good achievement. And that, I'm afraid, is rather where it stops with Katie Bolter. I don't know whether that means anything in particular, but that's where we are. Um, the only other thing that remains from recording is this rather interesting snippet. He loves being out there. Which I think you'll agree needs no explanation. I actually think I was talking about Francis Tiafo, who I had the pleasure of watching today as he beat Stefanos Tsitsipas on number one court. Tsitsipas, frankly, didn't really look at the races. TFO very much did. He was right up for it from ball one, and Tsitsipas said he was underprepared, and, and frankly looked it, which is a shame for someone who both George and I 
respect a lot and think is going to be a great grass court player one day. Anyway, uh, there was lots more to say. Tomorrow, of course, Roger Federer and Serena Williams in action. Uh, plenty more. Don't miss Nick Kyrgios versus Uga Umber. I know George is very excited. And my little upset of the day, I think, might just be Jan Leonard-Struth against Daniil Medvedev. I don't know why. I know Medvedev's found a way to play on grass, but that's just my hunch. I hope you've enjoyed this little snippet. I think it might be a little bit smoother tomorrow. We can only hope. Uh, but in the meantime, all the best. Sports Social Podcast Network.